Hola, les habla Iván Méndez, pastor de Nuevo Amanecer Toronto, y les invito a escuchar esta enseñanza, en la cual recibirás principios prácticos para que tu vida sea transformada y puedas vivir y recibir cada una de las promesas que están en la Palabra de Dios. Vamos, o vamos a continuar hablando de algo que es tal vez un tema muy, muy, o unas palabras que suenan mucho en nuestro argo religioso, pero que eh, muchas veces no entendemos a profundidad. And so we're just going to start talking off about something that it's commonly heard in the religious terms of a church and everything that we're involved in, but many times we don't really understand. Y es el término de tener una vida nueva. And it's the term of having a new life. De nacer de nuevo. Of being born again. Hay una historia muy famosa en la Biblia, está en, me olvidó Juan 3, creo, donde está la historia de Nicodemo. Hay una chequeadita rápida. There's a very famous story, and I believe it's in the book of, of John, uh, chapter 3, and it's the story of Nicodemus. Y en esa historia es un hombre eh, muy recto, que vivía muy bien, que conocía la palabra, que permanecía, iba continuamente al templo. And in that story, we find a man who was a righteous man, a man that wanted to follow God, that wanted to honor God and do according to his word. Iba continuamente al templo. And he would go to the church continuously or to the synagogue. Sí, 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 era Juan 3. Y este Nicodemo, sin embargo, empieza a mirar la vida de Jesús y de sus discípulos y dice, hay algo que ellos tienen que yo no tengo. And nonetheless, Nicodemus, being as good of a person as he is and trying to honor God as much as he is, he begins to look at Jesus' life and his disciples and he begins to notice that there is something that they have that he doesn't. Él dijo, ellos tienen, no sé, un gozo, una paz, una vida, una pasión, algo que yo aunque me porto bien y soy bueno, no tengo. He said they, there's something about them, something that they have, this joy, this peace, this, this kindness about them, that although I am a good person and I try to do the righteous things, I don't have that. Y entonces un día, bueno, realmente fue una noche escondiditas, se fue y le preguntó a Jesús, ¿qué necesito yo para tener esa vida que ustedes tienen? And so one night he goes out to speak to Jesus in private and he asks him what do I have to do to have that life that you have y él le dijo, Sencillo, solo que nacer de nuevo. and Jesus said it's easy you just need to be born again and you know I've made fun of what Nicodemus answered uh, but the truth is What would we say? What would we? What would be our answer if we heard that for the very first time ever? ¿Qué contestaría? What would you say? Nicodemo contestó, o sea que de volver a entrar al vientre de mi mamá otra vez allí donde nací y volver a nacer. Imagínese so, siendo ya un hombre mayor. Nicodemo está. So am I to enter my mother's womb once again and be born again? La respuesta de Jesús fue, no, no, no. Eso sería un nacimiento natural. Ese ya lo tuviste, no. Estamos hablando de nacimiento espiritual. So Jesus said, no, no, that would be a natural birth. We're talking about a spiritual birth. Okay. Tienes es que nacer del espíritu. So what you have to do is be born of the spirit. Y con eso nos contestó a todos. And with that, he gave us all the answer, right? Y uno diría, ay, amén, gracias. We would all say, amen, thank you. ¿Cuántos quedaron en las mismas? How many of you feel like you still don't understand? Yo quedé en las mismas. Because I'm, I'm kind of left at the same point. Sí, no. Right? Ah, listo. Lo que tengo es que nacer del Espíritu. Okay, so what I need to do is to be born again of the Spirit. Gracias, Jesús. Thank you, Jesus. 
pero realmente lo puedo repetir. No, soy, vamos a nacer de nuevo, vamos a hacer el espíritu. Pero ¿qué es? ¿Cómo that, funciona? I mean, I can, I can repeat that as much as I want and it may sound really nice, but do I really understand what that means? Y yo creo que muchos de nosotros al no entender lo que significa y mucho menos cómo obtener o cómo llegar a recibir esa vida del espíritu, eh, tal vez nos privamos de disfrutar de esa vida del espíritu. So I believe that many of us not really understanding what that means and therefore not knowing how to obtain it, uh, we're not privy to the life of the Holy Spirit. Entonces, primero para que entendamos, ningún ser humano nace vivo del Espíritu. And so just so that we would all be on the same page, there is no human being that is born of the Spirit when he's born. Okay? Ningún ser humano nace con vida espiritual. There is no human being that is born with spiritual life already in them. El único ser humano que nació vivo espiritualmente fue Jesús por una sencilla razón. Él no fue hijo de un ser humano, fue hijo de nuevo del Espíritu Santo, quien eh, no se dice fertilizó, sino fecundó a, Mar a, a, a María, en María. And so the only person we would say is Jesus Christ because he wasn't fully born of human, right? It was the Holy Spirit that had that intervention, therefore giving him the ability to be born both in the flesh but in the spirit at the same time. El único. He's the only one. De ahí en adelante y de ahí para atrás todo ser humano sobre el planeta Tierra nace muerto espiritualmente. And so from there on and before that every human being that is born is born uh, dead spiritually. O sea, que tenemos una vida, que es la vida bios, lo que tienen los mismos animales, que respiramos, eh, tenemos circulación, nos podemos reproducir eh, eh, biológicamente toda esa vida que vemos pero esa es la vida biológica la vida bios meaning that we have a bio life so we're able to do as animals do we're able to breathe we're able to walk we're able to jump and have movement and do things but that's our, our bio life that's our natural life and we're able to reproduce physical life ok esa es la vida bios todos aquí tenemos vida bios we all have that life right ok la vida espiritual es tener a Dios dentro de nosotros, al mismo Espíritu de Dios viviendo en nosotros. But then the spiritual life is to have God himself living inside of us. Originalmente Dios nos creó para Él habitar en nosotros. Él puso de su Espíritu en el ser humano para Él vivir ahí y expresarse a través de los seres humanos. And originally God created us to dwell in us. And so He put of His Spirit within us so that He could dwell with us. Pero pasó algo. But then something happened. Que había una sola cosa que no podíamos hacer. That there was only one thing that we could not do. Era no confiar en él. And it was that we couldn't live a life without trusting him. No vivir conforme a lo que él dijo. We couldn't live according to what he said. Básicamente decidiendo nosotros por nuestro parecer o criterio lo que es bueno o lo que es malo. Basically what that would mean is to not have it upon ourselves to have the criteria of what we should do whether it be good or bad rather just listen and obey to what God says. Porque una vez que hacemos eso, significa que no estamos confiando en Él y nos salimos de su plan, de su propósito, de su vida. Because once we do basically have that choice to get away from Him, then that means that we no longer trust Him. We're no longer under His covering. Porque quiero que entiendas una cosa. Dios no te creó para que tú hagas cosas para Él. Because let me tell you something. God did not create you so that you would do things for Him. Dios te creó para vivir en ti. God created you so that he could live in you. Y él pueda expresar todo lo que él es a través tuyo. And so that he could express everything that he is through you. Es diferente. And that's very different. Querer hacer cosas para Dios se llama religión. Wanting to do things for God is called religion. Ay, yo no fumo. Oh, I won't smoke. Ay, don, yo no bebo. 
Or I don't drink. Ay, yo no salgo con amigos. Or I don't go out with my friends. Yo no miro esas I don't look at those type of movies. Uy, yo no escucho esa música. Or I don't listen to that type of music. Eso no te cambia. That doesn't change you. Eso te hace un fastidioso. That just makes you annoying. Eso es ser religioso. That's when it, religion. Pero si Cristo, el Espíritu de Cristo, o sea, el Espíritu de Dios vive en ti. But if the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Es diferente. Then it's different. Y ese es el propósito de hoy. And that's the purpose of today. Que podamos entender lo que significa estar muertos espiritualmente. So that we would be able to understand what it means to be dead spiritually. Y lo que es estar vivos espiritualmente. What it means to be alive spiritually. Porque el Padre ha hecho todo para que tú y yo tengamos vida y vida en abundancia. Because the Father has done everything so that you and I would have life and life in abundance. ¿Qué es lo que Dios quiere que tengamos? So what is it that God wants us to have? Vida abundante. Abundant life. No vida escasa. Not a life that's lacking. O, o una vida que dependa de tus esfuerzos y de tus sacrificios. Or a life that totally and only depends of your efforts and your abilities. No, una vida en la que Él pueda expresarse de tal manera. But rather a life in which He can express Himself in such a manner. Que el mundo entero pueda conocer quién es Dios gracias a tu vida. That the world as a whole would be able to know God through your life. Okay. Y por ahí derecho disfrutamos de toda esa abundancia. And through that same road we enjoy of all of his abundance in our Entonces, life. Entonces mire lo que dice Galatas capítulo 5 verso 17. So let's look at what Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 says. Dice la naturaleza pecaminosa, ya les explico qué es, desea hacer el mal, que es precisamente lo contrario de lo que quiere el espíritu. Ahora, el Espíritu nos da deseo que se oponen a lo que desea la naturaleza pecaminosa. Así que esas dos fuerzas, ¿cuáles? Las del Espíritu o las de nuestra naturaleza, se oponen entre sí. Entonces ustedes no son libres para llevar a cabo sus buenas intenciones. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Palabras más, palabras menos, lo que está diciendo es, cuando estamos muertos espiritualmente, lo que nosotros deseamos, o sea, lo que nuestro, nuestro ser, nosotros lo que somos sin el Espíritu de Dios desea, es contrario a lo que el Espíritu desea. And so basically what that just means is that our being without the Spirit of God just desires everything that is contrary to the Spirit of God while the Spirit of God desires everything that is contrary to our nature's desires. Analicemos esto. So let's analyze this. Si tú no has nacido no y no tienes el Espíritu de Dios en ti, tus deseos normales no le van a agradar a Dios. If you are, have not been born again, then your natural desires, your desires are not going to please God. ¿Por qué? Porque él dice que no le van a agradar, que no, son contrarios. Because he's saying that they're opposite to each other, that the Spirit and the nature are opposite to each other. Entonces, ah, pero luego dice que si el Espíritu está en ti, ahora tus deseos van a ser diferentes, van a ser contrarios a lo que tu naturaleza normal deseaba. But then he says that if the Spirit is inside of you, then your desires are going to be contrary to what your nature desires. ¿Sí? ¿Se entiende ahí? Does that make sense? Entonces, eso quiere decir que si yo estoy luchando contra mis deseos. And so what that means is that if I'm struggling with my desires. El Espíritu no está en mí. Then the spirit isn't in me. 
Porque él no está diciendo, ustedes van a tener que pelear contra sus deseos. Está diciendo, si, el espíritu, si mi espíritu está en ustedes, mi espíritu va a desear cosas diferentes. What he's saying is, if my spirit is inside of you, you're going to desire different things. Oh, un ejemplo. So let me give you an example. ¿Cuánto les gusta dormir esta tarde un domingo, de pronto ver televisión, desayunar en la camita? How many of you like sleeping in late on a Sunday? Maybe, you know, have a late breakfast, be able to just chill in your bed. Cierto, levantarse a las 10, 11 de la mañana, un buen desayuno, ¿y qué vamos a hacer hoy? Just wake up late, maybe have a late breakfast and kind of just ask, man, what are we going to do today? Pero también, y no va a pedir que alcen la mano para que ninguno chicaneemos, eh, pero también hay algunos ahora que, que sentimos un deseo inmenso de levantarnos e irnos o venir a adorar al Señor y a pasar tiempo juntos. But there's also those, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because it's not about bragging or anything, but there's those of us that now desire to wake up to come to church, desire to go and worship God. There's this desire to go in and be with him. Entonces, el que siente ese deseo de levantarse un domingo a adorar al Señor no está peleando con el deseo de que, ay, qué pereza, me quería quedar dormido, me tengo que ir por allá. So the one that has that desire, that has the desire to go and, and serve and be there, it's not the one that's fighting with the desire of, oh, man, I just wanted to sleep in late, I want to stay at home, what do I have to go? De pronto algunos lidiamos con alguno de nuestra familia que sí, no tiene ganas de venir, no lo tiene, lo tiene que traer de la oreja. And maybe we have somebody in our family that we have That is like that, that we have to deal with them and you got to kind of yank them by the ear and say, let's go, we're leaving. Que sí? ¿Puede ser? Right? Could it be? Pues aquí no hay ninguno, pero puede ser. I know there's no one here like that, but there could be. Pero saben qué pasa? Es que fue el Espíritu el que cambió nuestro deseo. But you know what it is? It's that the Spirit inside of you changes your desires. Eh, si tú anhelas estar un viernes en un nightclub bebiendo y consumiendo droga, el Espíritu no está en ti. If you Así no vayas. To be on a Friday night, to be at a nightclub, you know, just partying and doing drugs, then the Holy Spirit is not inside of you, even if you don't go. No, es que yo estoy aquí para la gloria de Dios. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm here for the glory of God. I'm es que yo me santifiqué. I, I became sanctified. O sea, yo estoy aquí, pero mi cuerpo está allá. Meaning, <laughs> I'm, mi mente está allá. meaning I'm here, but my heart and my mind are over there. Le dicen que es igualito a mí, no. Él es más serio que yo, entonces se le ven graciosas las bromas. Entonces, imagínense, imagínense uno en la casa, dice que estoy aquí y eso, pero realmente uno quiere estar allá. It's like saying that you're at home and it's like, yeah, I'm here, but truthfully, your heart, your desire, your mind is somewhere else. Quiere decir que no ha cambiado algo dentro tuyo. That means that something within you hasn't changed. ¿Cierto que sí? Right? Porque si hubiese cambiado, ya no lo desearías, desearías algo diferente. Because if something had changed, then you wouldn't desire it, you wouldn't want to be there. Entonces, ¿qué es lo que pasa? Cuando nacemos de nuevo, el Espíritu de Dios en nosotros produce algo diferente en nosotros. So what happens is that when we are born again, the Holy Spirit within us begins to produce something different. Y eso que el Espíritu produce en nosotros cambia absolutamente todo en nuestras vidas. And that which the spirit begins to put within us, that desire begins to change absolutely everything in our lives. No vamos a ver el versículo, pero si ustedes toman notas y si no me piden las mías, yo se las envío. Es en Gálatas 5:22 dice cuál es ese fruto, esas características del espíritu. We're not going to go through the whole verse, um, but you can take my word for it or take notes or write down the verse and read it yourself. In Galatians 5 uh, verse 22, you can see what the fruit of the spirit is and 
what they look like. Entonces básicamente describe cuáles son esas características del Espíritu. And so they basically describe the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Y cómo se ven humanamente hablando. And how that would look in a person, humanly speaking. Entonces dice, si el Espíritu de Dios está en ti, vas a tener estas características. So, Bible says, if the Spirit of God is in you, then you're going to have these characteristics. Y empieza diciendo, vas a tener amor. And so it starts off by saying, you're going to have love. ¿Qué pasa si tú te sientes amado? What happens when you feel loved? Si tú te sientes amado, pues no te sientes rechazado. Well, if you feel loved, you don't feel rejected. ¿Cierto? Right? Te sientes aceptado. You feel accepted. Incluido. You feel that you're a part of something. Included. Entonces... Por el solo hecho de que dentro tuyo el Espíritu de Dios está poniendo que te sientas amado. So therefore, only by the fact that the Holy Spirit is placing love within you. Entonces cosas como los celos, la envidia, el rechazo, la baja autoestima, la comparación, simplemente no están. Things like jealousy, comparison, low self-esteem just begin to disappear. ¿Entiende el concepto? Do we understand the concept? No es... Tienes que aprender a no tener baja autoestima. It's not you need to learn to not have a low self-esteem. No es vamos a hacer algo para que puedas controlar esos celos. It's not let's do something so that you can control that jealousy. No, tú tienes que 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 ser firme y no permitir que haya comparación en tu vida. No te compares con nadie. But you need to be so firm and so strong in your mind so that there's no comparison and you won't compare yourself to yourself yourself to anybody. No, la más sencilla es que si el espíritu de Dios está en ti su amor, no the easiest que eso otro desaparezca. Is that when the Holy Spirit is within you, he makes it so that all of those thoughts disappear. Otra característica del fruto del espíritu en nosotros es el gozo. Another characteristic of the Holy Spirit within us is joy. Entonces imagínate que tú no haces nada, pero el espíritu de Dios pone un gozo en ti. So imagine you don't do anything in particular, but the Holy Spirit puts this joy within you. Entonces, adivinen qué pasa con la depresión. So imagine what happens with depression. ¿Podrá quedarse allí? Could it remain? ¿O la ansiedad? Or anxiety? No. Porque hay gozo. Because it's joy. No puede haber gozo y depresión al mismo tiempo. There can't be joy and depression at the same time. Aunque yo sé que ustedes han visto gente que se les preguntan, ¿y cómo está? And Victoria. I, although I know that you've known people that when you ask them, how are you guys doing? They're like, I'm in victory. En Victoria. I'm in a victory. En el Cristo de la Gloria. With Jesus of the Glory. Esos son eslogans, son frases que repetimos a veces. It's a slogan or things that people say. A veces es más honesto saludar a un canadiense. Sometimes it's more honest to, you know, greet a Canadian. ¿Cómo estás? How are you doing? Ahí, no muy bien. Not too bad. Not too bad. Pero es más honesto. <laughs> At least they're more honest. Que decir uno en victoria. Than to say, oh, you know, in, in glory. <laughs> Cuéntale a tu cara. Tell it to your face. Pero si el gozo está adentro, but if joy is within you, no hay manera de que la depresión se quede. Then there is no way that depression can remain. Entonces no tienes que ir al psiquiatra para que te algo por la depresión. Therefore you don't have to go this, to the psychiatrist to give you something for depression. Porque ya pasó adentro. Because it's already happened within you. Y se empieza you, a expresar afuera. So it begins to be expressed outwardly. Otra característica del espíritu de Dios en un ser humano es la paz. Another characteristic of the Holy Spirit inside of a person is peace. Y la paz pues elimina el nerviosismo, el estrés, el temor. And peace eliminates, uh, you know, being nervous, being uh, stressed, being in fear. Sencillamente desaparece, no puede estar. Es como, como, como está oscura si tú enciendes la luz. Pues no se puede estar la oscuridad, no puede estar al tiempo. It simply disappears, it can't be there. It's like when you're in darkness and you turn on a light, 
And then all of a sudden, darkness can't remain because now there's a light. La paciencia es otra de esas características. Patience is another one of those characteristics. Es una persona que es paciente, no que está tratando de ser paciente, sino que es paciente. And so no. a person that is patient, not someone who's trying to be patient, but someone who is patient. No se pone mal genio fácil. It's not going to be uh, angered easily. Entonces los gritos, las malas palabras, eh, las discordias, las peleas se acaban. And so the screaming, the bad words, the, the strife ends. Esos dichos que uno a veces uno mismo se califica y dice, es que yo soy de mecha corta. Those, those, those words that we used to describe ourselves sometimes, like, I'm short-fused. O sea, yo prendo así, rapidito. Meaning, I, I light up quickly. Yo soy chévere, pero prendo un poco. But, I'm really cool, but I light up quickly. Lo que está diciendo es, yo no tengo el fruto del Espíritu, que se llama paciencia. So, what they're really saying is, I don't have the fruit of the Spirit, which is patience. Y la gentileza, que es otra de las características del Espíritu. Gentleness is another one. La amabilidad, básicamente. Well, it's, it's when kind. you're kind. Es lo contrario a la rudeza, a la brusquedad. It's contrary to being rude, contrary to being aggressive. ¿Ustedes no creen que si uno tiene gentileza del Espíritu en uno, la mayoría de matrimonios se arreglan solitos sin, sin ni siquiera consejería de parejas? Don't you think that if you had gentleness, if you had that kindness in a marriage, most of the marriages would just work? Muchas relaciones se sanarían así nomás. Many relationships would just heal just because of that. Sin consejería, sin asistencia, sin ayuda, sin terapeuta, sin nada. Simplemente algo pasó que desplazó lo otro. Without counseling, without meetings, without you know intervention. La otra característica es la bondad. ¿Qué es la bondad? Lo contrario a la maldad. Another characteristic is goodness. So what is goodness? It's contrary to bad. Y esa bondad dentro de nosotros pues produce que querramos hacerle el bien a los demás, así no se lo merezcan, así no pensemos que, que es algo que, que deberíamos hacer, sencillamente va a salir la bondad. Contrary to wickedness, so it's simply you desire good things for other people and you try and live your life to do good for others. Otra característica es la fidelidad o lealtad. Another characteristic is faithfulness. Yo creo que esa no necesita mucha explicación porque es lo contrario a la infidelidad o a la deslealtad. And I don't think that one needs to be explained uh, too much in detail because it's contrary to being unfaithful or disloyal. Una persona que está llena del Espíritu no estará ni vivirá tentado a ser infiel. A person that is filled with the Spirit is not being tempted to be unfaithful. No vivirá diciendo, no hombre, es que preciso Dios, ¿cómo me hace esto? Mire la vecina que me mandó. It's not going to be living like, oh man, I don't know, God, why would you do this to me? Look at the neighbor that you sent me. O no queriendo guardarse. I'm trying to keep myself. No, es que ustedes no imaginan la vendedora que contrataron en la empresa. No. Or you're like, man, but you, you guys don't even understand the salesperson that they hired. Debieran ese muchacho que empezó. No, bro. You should have seen that guy that started working there. No. No, y es que, es que son mis deseos. Es que está en mi carne. Es que yo no lo puedo evitar. No, it's, it's just my desires. It's, it's in my flesh. I just, I can't avoid it. No, porque si el Espíritu está ahí produciendo su fruto, Tú no vas a tener que pelear con la tentación, sencillamente no vas a ser tentado porque el Espíritu no desea ni a tu vecina ni al compañero de trabajo. But no, because if the Holy Spirit is within you, then you don't have to struggle with that desire because it's not the Holy Spirit within you that's desiring your neighbor. It's not the Holy Spirit within you that's desiring the new guy that started at work. It's not the Holy Spirit within you desiring that new girl that started the sales job. No es parte del tema, pero con mucho gusto. Está diciendo Arturín que si podemos explicar la diferencia entre fidelidad y lealtad. So it's not a part of the topic, but yeah, we'll, we'll do so. So somebody just asked us to explain the difference between being loyal and faithful. 
por lo menos en una relación de pareja, una persona dice, yo soy fiel porque nunca me acosté con nadie más que con mi pareja. So someone in a relationship could say, I'm faithful because I've never slept with anybody other than my wife or my husband. Pero todo el tiempo hablaba mal de su pareja. But they always speak badly of their spouse. Entonces no fue leal. So they weren't loyal. ¿Ves la diferencia? You see the difference? Por ejemplo, hay gente en una iglesia que dice, yo soy fiel a mi iglesia, jamás he ido a otra. There's, for example, somebody that says, oh, I'm faithful to my church. I've never gone to another church. But they talk bad about the pastor. They talk bad about the leaders. They talk bad about everything. Es diferente, ¿no? So it's different, right? Pero cuando el Espíritu está dentro, but when the Spirit is within you, es el Espíritu el que habla. it's the Spirit that speaks for you. Entonces no hay que lidiar con esas tentaciones, digamos so así. we don't have to deal with those temptations, if we could say. Otro es la humildad. Another one is being humble. Donde hay humildad, la humildad que el Espíritu produce, no hay orgullo, no hay arrogancia, no hay prepotencia. And so when the Spirit is there, then there is no arrogance, there is no uh, superior, superiority. Uh, sí, or, or that feeling of being better than somebody else. Entonces imagínese una, una persona sencillamente, si tiene esa humildad, pues ya no se va a creer mejor que los demás, no va a humillar a nadie, no va a, no va, no va a usar lo que tiene para... So if there's that fruit of the spirit, then it's a person that's not going to be looking at putting others down due to what they have, or it's not going to be a person that's always trying to make themselves better than everybody else or thinking higher of themselves. Imaginan cuántas relaciones se sanarían simplemente o mejorarían simplemente porque esa ese orgullo que a veces ni siquiera sabemos que está ahí desapareciera. You know how many relationships could just be healed and be a lot better if that be done away with if there wasn't that arrogance that sometimes we don't even realize is there. El dominio propio. And then self-control. El dominio propio que hace? Anula la emocionalidad. What does self-control do? It eliminates the emotions. El dominio propio nos da la capacidad de no sucumbir a las tentaciones o a las adicciones. Gives us the ability to not succumb to our temptations and to our desires. Y no me refiero solamente a drogas o alcohol. I'm not only referring to drugs or alcohol. Hay otro tipo de adicciones. There's other types of addictions. There's people that are addicted to their job. O al juego. Or to work. Al or to gambling or to entertainment. Eh, a la comida. People addicted to a las compras. To shopping, to food. Entonces imagina que si el espíritu, a veces que uno llena vacíos con compras. And there's many times that you fill those voids by shopping. Pero si está el Espíritu dentro llenando nuestros vacíos, but if the Holy Spirit is within you and He's filling those voids, no tienes que salir a llenarlos con nada. Then you don't have to go outside to look for something to fill them with. Imagínense cada una de esas características que son el fruto del Espíritu en nosotros emanando de cada de cada persona. So imagine all of the fruits of the Spirit that we just talked about emanating from every single person that is here. ¿Es creen que los ambientes cambiarían? Do you think that the atmospheres would change? Imaginémonos que no cambien los demás, pero que cada uno de nosotros cambie en su casa. Imagine that, okay, let's not say that everybody else changes, but let's just say that you changed in your own house. Que el Espíritu de Dios se manifieste de esa manera en ti. That the Holy Spirit would manifest in you in such a way. ¿Tú no crees que todo lo que estaba muerto, dormido, aletargado, sin vida, volvería a la vida? Don't you think that everything that was asleep, that was dead, that was without life would come back to life? ¿Cómo llamaríamos a eso? What would we call that? Resurrección. Resurrection. Vida abundante. Abundant life. Transformación. Transformation. Nacer de nuevo. Being born again. 
avivamiento, a revival. Todas esas palabras aplican. So all of those words apply. Pero nos llevan al mismo punto. But they take us to the same point. Es que el Espíritu de Dios en nosotros vuelva a vivir. Is that the Holy Spirit within us can bring something. Que viva en dónde? And that he would live where? En el hígado, en el riñón, en dónde? Does he live in my kidney? Does he live in my liver? La Biblia se refiere al corazón. Habla del corazón. And so the Bible refers to that place as your heart. Pero eh, la Biblia, como hemos dicho, fue escrita en lenguajes y traducida en lenguajes que son muy ricos en palabras y conceptos a lenguajes muy pobres en palabras y conceptos como el inglés o el español, por ejemplo. And the Bible was originally uh, written in a language that was very rich in words. So there was many, many words for now a language that is poor in words like, for example, English. So there's not that many words to explain the same thing. Por ejemplo... La palabra corazón en español o en inglés se traduce o corazón o heart. For example, the word corazón translates to heart and that's all that there is. There's no other word for it. En inglés hay muchas palabras para referirse al corazón y hay por lo menos tres que son recurrentes. And in English there's different words when it refers to the heart and there's three that are, are recurring. Eh, cardio, lev, bueno, varias palabras. No se trata de hacer un estudio aquí eh, lingüístico. Por decir algo, para que se hagan una idea, la palabra cardio, ¿a qué se les, se les, les recuerda? So let's do an example, uh, because it's not about doing a linguistics class here, but when you think of the word cardio, what do you think of? Al músculo. You think of the muscle. Corazón, el órgano, que the heart, the organ, eh, bombea sangre y poniendo oxígeno a todo el cuerpo. That is pumping blood and therefore sends oxygen to all of the body. ¿Cierto que sí? Right. Entonces, ese corazón, digamos así, es el responsable de que llegue vida a todo el cuerpo. So that heart, we would say, is responsible for sending life to all of the body. Pero haciendo un, o sea, condensando todas las palabras, todas, así sean de diferentes eh, raíces, llegan a lo mismo. Es el centro de la vida del ser. But when we condense all of those words together, they all bring us back to the same root, which is basically the center of the life of a person. O sea, básicamente, del corazón Mana la vida, de ahí fluye la vida. Basically from life, uh, no, from the heart comes life. Eso lo dice Proverbios 4.23, dice, por sobre todas las cosas, cuida o guarda tu corazón, porque de él, ¿qué? Mana la vida, de ahí sale la vida. And so we see that in Proverbs 4.23, and it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. Entonces, si estamos hablando del corazón cardio, pues de ahí mana la vida física. So if we're talking about the heart cardio, Then that's where we would get physical life from. Vida Dios. The bio life. Si estamos hablando de las otras palabras en hebreo, está hablando de de donde mana la vida espiritual. But if we talk about the other words in Hebrew, then it's talking about where natural life comes from. I mean, spiritual life. Y esa vida espiritual puede ser o puede no ser, o sea. And that spiritual life could be or could not be. Mejor dicho, del corazón puede salir o lo bueno o lo malo. Or rather said. You know, from your heart could come goodness or wickedness. Entonces, digámoslo así para utilizar el mismo lenguaje que estamos utilizando. Si uno está muerto espiritualmente, del corazón no van a salir cosas buenas. So basically, to speak in the same context of what we've been talking about is, if you're dead spiritually, then good things will not come out of your heart. O sea, tu vida no va a producir nada bueno. Your life will not produce good things. Pero si has nacido de nuevo again, y el Espíritu de Dios está en ti, va a fluir vida espiritual, la vida de Dios a través tuyo. You, the, the 
¿Qué pasa con el corazón? Que primero produce vida en ti. So what happens with the heart is that it first produces life within you. Y luego te usa a ti para dar vida a otros. And then it uses you to give life to others. Pero lo mismo pasa con la muerte. But the same thing happens with death. Mira lo que dice Mateo 15, 19, Jesús hablando. Let's look at what Matthew 15 says and it's Jesus talking here. Dice, pues, era paisa, pues del corazón salen los malos pensamientos, el asesinato, el adulterio, toda inmoralidad sexual, el robo, la mentira, la calumnia. ¿De dónde salió? So it says, Matthew 15, 19, it says, For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. ¿De dónde salen? Where do they come from? Del corazón. They come from the heart. Entonces, dice, del corazón mana la vida. So it's saying that life is sprung from your heart. Pero luego dice, del corazón salen los malos pensamientos, el asesinato, el adulterio, la inmoralidad, el robo, la mentira, la calumnia. But then it's saying that from that same heart, you're going to get evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander. ¿Será que tenemos dos corazones? So could it be that we have two different hearts? No, está hablando de un corazón sin el espíritu, o sea, muerto. No, it's talking about one heart without the spirit, so a heart that is dead. Espiritualmente hablando. Spiritually speaking. Y otro corazón que nació de nuevo. And then another heart that was born again. Quiere decir que de ahí mana vida diferente. That means that from there, new life is sprung. ¿Qué emana de ahí? Now, what is birth from there? Amor, gozo, paz, paciencia, amabilidad, bondad, humildad, confianza, lealtad, dominio propio. So love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, humbleness, self-control. Todo eso mana de una persona, o más bien del corazón de una persona en la que el Espíritu de Dios está ahí. All of that is born from a person from whose the Spirit of God is in. ¿Estamos entendiendo el concepto? So do we understand the concept? No es que uno muerto espiritualmente es, yo me voy a portar bien, voy a ser bueno, voy a ser paciente, ser paciente. Siendo paciente. That spiritually you you're living your life without the spirit but saying like man, I'm going to be patient. I'm, I'm really going to try hard to just be patient. Yo nunca le he dicho a un hijo soy yo que le está diciendo, me estás acabando la paciencia. Have you ever told one of your sons, you're just taking my patience away? ¿Sí o no? Nos pasa, ¿cierto? It happens to us, right? Entonces es como decir uno, uy, se me está acabando el gas. ¿Cuánto le ha acabado un gas en la mitad de un barbecue? It's like when you're saying like, oh, the gas is about to run out. Like when you're, I'm mean, talking about propane tank. When you're, you know, grilling. Any of you ever run out of gas while you're grilling? ¿Sabes qué pasó? You know what happened? Estabas conectado a una pipeta y no a la fuente natural. That you were connected to the tank and not to the source. El tanque se acaba. Because the tank can run out. Si estás conectado a la fuente, no se acaba. But if you're connected to the source, it won't run out. A veces nosotros venimos y nos llenamos aquí un poquito del espíritu. And many times what happens is that we come here and we fill ourselves, we fill that tank, some. El espíritu. With the spirit. Y pues el miércoles se me acabó la paciencia. And then by Wednesday, it's like, man, I'm running out of patience. O el lunes, martes, miércoles, uno no miró para ningún lado, lo más de juicioso no le dio por mirar. Or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, you didn't look left, you didn't look right to anybody else, you know. Y el viernes ya tiene los ojos y la lengua así como el demonio Tasmania. And then by Friday, you're looking at other people and you're already like the Tasmanian devil. Se me acabó la fidelidad. Oh, I ran out of faithfulness. Se me acabó la amabilidad. I ran out of kindness. ¿Puede pasar? Could it happen? Hay gente por ahí que le pasa, cierto que sí. Tenemos amigos conocidos. There's some pasa. people that it happens to, right? Somebody that you know, maybe. <laughs> Prohibido codiar, okay? 
It's, it's, it's not allowed to elbow people here, okay? That's you judging somebody else. Unless it's to wake somebody up, don't elbow no one. Miren lo que dice el libro de Ezequiel 36, verso 26. Les daré, está diciendo el Señor, les daré un corazón nuevo. Pondré un espíritu nuevo dentro de ustedes. Les quitaré ese terco corazón de piedra y les daré un corazón tierno y receptivo. Wow. So let's look at what Ezekiel 36, 26 says. It says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. El Señor le está hablando a un pueblo terco, rebelde, pecador, o sea, llevado. So God is speaking to a rebellious, um, stubborn people who are just, you know, they're really far away from him. They're sinful people. Y no está diciendo, se tienen que portar así. And he's not saying you have to behave good. Yo les voy a dar un espíritu nuevo. Rather, he's saying, I am going to give you a new spirit, a new heart. Que va a ser en ustedes una cirugía de corazón abierto. A new spirit that is going to create or do a heart surgery in you. Y les va a dar un nuevo corazón. It's going to give you a new heart. En el Antiguo Testamento, en la tradición anterior, antes de Jesús, esa, esa pacto que hacía Dios con los hombres se sellaba con algo que se llamaba la circuncisión. So that in that Old Testament, uh, every covenant that God would do with people was basically closed off or was dealt with through circumcision. Que es tomar un niño, los, 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 los bueno, varoncitos, cuando eran niños y agarrarles el prepucio, estirarse. And so it's basically when you would take a male child and you would take the excess skin off the penis and you would cut it off. Para que llevasen una marca externa de que tenían un pacto con Dios. So that they would carry an external mark on them that they had a covenant with God. Pero luego de Jesús el Señor viene y dice, yo ahora los voy a circuncidar. But then after Jesus, God himself says, I will circumcise you. Y esa circuncisión es el bautismo. And that circumcision becomes the baptism. El bautismo en agua. Baptism in water. Una risa que recién empezando la iglesia había un montón de gente para bautizar y me acuerdo que yo prediqué la circuncisión. And I remember that at church one day there was a lot of people that were that were standing there and I was preaching about circumcision. ¿Cuántos se acuerdan cuántos estaban ahí? Y y y luego pregunté cuántos se quieren circuncidar. And right at the end I asked who wants to get circumcised. Y usted pensaría que nadie alzó la mano. And you would think that no one would raise their hand. Algunos fueron así como. <laughs> There were some that were like. Pero luego enseñamos que ya con Jesús la circuncisión ya no es hecha por mano humana sino la hace Jesucristo en el corazón. And it was a joke because after that we taught that when we come to Jesus it's no longer about getting a circumcision when you're 30, 40, 50 years old to be able to change your life. But rather he does that circumcision spiritually to give you a new heart. Entonces el Señor lo que está diciendo es yo te quiero dar un nuevo nacimiento, te quiero dar mi espíritu para que ahora tu corazón sea nuevo. And so it's basically God saying, I want to give you a new birth. I want to give you a new spirit so that you can have a new heart. Y con un nuevo corazón tus deseos van a ser diferentes. And so with a new heart, all of your desires will be different. ¿Saben que una característica del corazón es que es el asiento de nuestros deseos y pasiones? You know that one characteristic of the heart is that it is the seat, it is the, the throne of all of our desires. Él quiere darnos un nuevo corazón. So he wants to give us a new heart. Con nuevos deseos. With new desires. Nuevas metas. 
with new una nueva pasión. goals, with new passions. Pero sobre todo, con sus características. But above all, his characteristics. Entonces, si se dan cuenta, con sus características, todo lo demás se compone. And so with his characteristics, everything else becomes better. And in that, I was saying that that's where we would understand where the Bible says that I will give you all of the desires of your heart. Entonces, eso nos permitiría entender cuando el Señor dice, entonces ahora yo te concederé todos los deseos de tu corazón. No los deseos que tenías antes, los que tienes ahora con el nuevo corazón. Because he's referring to your new desires, not to the desires that you had before. Okay. Entonces, yo no sé qué te he traído a ti a buscar del Señor. And so I don't know what's brought you here today uh, to look for God. Los que están aquí, los que están a través de las plataformas online. For those that are here, for those that are watching us through the online platforms. Los que lo han buscado desde hace años o los que lo están buscando ahora recién. For those that have been looking for God for years or for those that are just coming to Him now. Pero me atrevería a decir que la mayoría de nosotros decidimos buscar al Señor por una dificultad, por, un, por algo que no estaba bien. But I dare say that most of us come to God because of a difficulty in our life, something that isn't working out. Muchos de nosotros llegamos porque el matrimonio estaba desbaratado, se fue en mi caso, o porque teníamos una adicción. Many of us caso. come because como I, que tenía todos los casos. we had a, a bad marriage or we had an addiction, which was my case, and it seems sadly that I had many of those que cases Estamos a punto de perder todo el fruto de nuestro trabajo, a punto de denuncia, a punto de una cárcel, una enfermedad eh, diagnóstico grave. Or some come to God because they're in the midst of a... Um, of a federal problem, they're about to be taken to prison, they're going through a very tough situation, or their business is about to go bankrupt, and so they're looking for God because they want an answer to their financial situation. No or they've received a diagnosis that seems pretty bad, and so they are looking for God in order to get answers to certain things in their life. And it's not that it's wrong to look for God when you have a difficulty. Because he's there for you. But he doesn't he doesn't simply want to just fix that one thing in your life. Maybe that's the excuse of why you're coming to God. Or maybe we came to God trying to fix a circumstance. Y de pronto la situación se arregló. And the situation, and that situation got better. Pero si no entendimos que lo que Él quiere es darnos una vida nueva, entonces vamos a, 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 a ver, después vivir otra situación diferente en otra área, y después otra en otra área, y en cada una vamos a estar detrás del Señor. Señor, ayúdame, Señor, arreglame este pedacito. But if we don't understand in that instance that what God wanted to do was give us a new life, then we're simply going to just get that circumstance fixed, and then we're going to walk away with our lives the same as it was before, and another circumstance will arise. And then another circumstance will arise, and then another one, and another one, and we're going to spend the rest of our life simply running after God, like, Lord, fix this circumstance, Lord, fix this circumstance, Lord, fix this circumstance. O de pronto, ya el Señor arregló ciertas circunstancias, pero tal vez te sientes como insatisfecho, como que esto es todo, o sea, solamente arreglar problemas, o sea, solamente de ir de problema en problema y que me lo arregle, me lo arregle, pero ¿habrá algo más para mi vida? Or maybe you're in a point where you've seen God fix many of the circumstances in your life and now you're just at a point where you're like okay well you know a lot of the things that I thought were bad and would make me happy are now good but I still feel unsatisfied I feel empty like is this it was God just the thing to fix my problems and that's it pero la verdad es que tanto tú como yo necesitamos algo más que que se nos arreglen los problemas 
But as much you and I need more than that, we don't need God to just fix our problems. En realidad, yo les digo, una vida sin problemas es la vida más aburridora que existe. Because honestly, let me tell you that a life with no problems at all is the most boring life you could have. Es como una montaña rusa sin, sin curvas. It's like riding a roller coaster with no ups and downs. Sin emoción. It has no emotion to it. Nosotros no necesitamos una vida sin problemas. So we don't need a life without problems. Nosotros necesitamos una vida con propósito. We just need a life with purpose. Una vida abundante. We need an abundant life. Es más, te digo una cosa, la vida que Dios te da es para ir a enfrentarte con cosas diariamente y vencerlas. As a matter of fact, let me tell you that the life, the spirit that God gives you, it's not for you to be away from problems, rather it's to strengthen you to have the wisdom for the problems that you're going to face daily. Y si no tienes problemas, Dios te da una vida para que te metas en los de los demás. And if you don't have any problems, then God gives you a new life so that you can get involved in everybody else's problems. Seguro. For sure. Tú no tienes problemas y te metes en los de los demás a ver qué haces. You have no problems and so you end up in somebody else's to see how you can help. Porque para eso es la vida del Espíritu. Because that's what the life of the Spirit Deshacer is Deshacer las obras del diablo. To undo the works of the devil. Recuperar a los que están cautivos. To gain back those who are captive. Sacar de las mentiras a los que están engañados. To release those that are held captive in lies. Darle vista a los ciegos. Be able to give sight to the blind. Darle vida nueva a los muertos. To give new life to those who are dead. Para eso es la vida. That's what life is for. Vivir menos de eso es una vida bien aburridora. To live for any less than that is a very boring life. No hubo muchos amén, pero es así. Not many amens, but that's what it is. Entonces, eh, se nos acabó el tiempo, pero rápidamente, eso no ocurre así, sino que tiene que haber un proceso. And so we're running out of time, but this isn't something that just happens instantly like this. It's actually something that goes through a process. Entonces, tiene que haber un proceso de entendimiento para que haya un cambio. So there has to be a process of understanding in order for there to be a change. Entonces, son dos cosas las que suceden. Una es nacer de nuevo y la otra es ser, eh, cuando, digamos, tomen el ejemplo de una planta. La plantica nace, pero ahí no murió la cosa, sino que ahora se tiene que cuidar esa planta. So it's a, it's a two-step process because it's not just being born again. It's like when you have a plant. The plant is born But it doesn't just stop there. You don't just leave the plant. And Entonces, hay dos procesos. It. Uno que es plantar la semillita hasta que la matita empieza a nacer. So there's the first process, which is when you plant the seed until the plant begins to grow. Pero aún no ha dado fruto. But it hasn't given any fruit yet. Y luego hay otro proceso de cuidar la plantita hasta que da fruto. And so then there's the other process of taking care of that plant until it bears much fruit. Okay. Right? Entonces, el primer, la primera parte del proceso So the first step of that process la hace alguien que ya tiene esa vida abundante is done by somebody who already has that abundant life. Y que hace sembrar la semilla. And who plants that seed. Pero para poder sembrar la semilla, primero prepara el terreno. But in order to be able to plant that seed, he first has to work the soil. Y cómo prepara el terreno. And how do you prepare the soil? Simplemente dejando que Dios sea. Simply by allowing God to be. Porque si alguien conoce a otra persona. Because if someone knows somebody else. Y le muestra amor. And shows them love. Y esa persona le ve gozoso. That person sees that they have joy in their life. Le muestra paciencia. And shows them patience. Vive en paz. They live in peace. Es amable. They're kind. Es bondadoso. They're humble. Es humilde. And they're gentle. Humble. Ah, okay. Um, tiene, es, 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 es loyal, es, es fiel. They're faithful. They have self-control. Tiene dominio propio. Entonces, esa persona... Cualquier cosa que, que esa persona le dé la va a recibir porque vio algo que le cambió, le, 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 le tumbó las defensas, le ablandó el terreno que sería su corazón. And so anything that that person with those characteristics would share 
that other person is going to be willing to receive because they brought down the walls through their character trait. ¿Tiene sentido o no? Does that make sense? Hay veces me pasó a mí en mi primer año que yo quería conquistar a todos mis amigos y mi familia llegaba con un biblas y les rompía la cabeza. And, Obviamente you know, nadie quiso conocer de ese Dios del que yo predicaba. There are times and it happened to me my first year as a Christian where I just, you know, I just would show up everywhere with the Bible and it's like I want to break everybody's head with the Bible. Eso es pecado. And I was like that that's a sin. O sea, yo llevaba 30 años bebiendo, consumiendo droga y oyendo música y parándome en la cabeza y de la noche a la mañana como yo cambié, nací de nuevo, quería que todo el mundo dejara de hacerlo. So for 30 years, I'd been addicted to drugs and I'd been out partying and I'd been living a life away from God. And then as soon as I changed my life, I wanted everybody else to fix theirs. And I didn't change my life. It's just that the Spirit was born within me and changed my desires. Entonces, mis deseos cambiaron. So since my desires changed, y yo quería en lo natural que los demás cambiaran sus cosas. and I wanted in the natural for others to change their desires as well. Como se podrán imaginar, no gané ni a uno. And as you're able to imagine, I didn't gain anybody. Y no porque no me hayas forzado. And not because I didn't make an effort at it. Antes me sacaron todos del llavero, ya no me invitaban ni a un cumpleaños. But everybody just kind of, you know, took me off their keychain. They're like, you know what? They didn't even invite me to birthday parties anymore. Porque hasta en, un, en una piñata yo estaba tomando el colmo. Because I'd go to a birthday party and I was like, you're drinking? You're drinking alcohol right now? Really? You're a sinner. Entonces, no funcionó. And so that didn't work. Con el tiempo aprendí que era vivir, compartir con una persona, amarla, servirle lo que hablando el terreno y entonces ahí sí cualquier semilla que le lances and empieza so, a, a, a echar recipe. With time I learned that it wasn't about judging people in order for them to change, rather it was loving them regardless of their sin. It was loving them through their circumstances to the point where their heart would soften and they would be willing to receive the word. Eso lo explica en Lucas capítulo 10 cuando dice que primero vayan donde la gente, coman con la gente, que vayan a la casa de la gente, visiten la gente, pasen bueno con la gente, en cuenta de su necesidad, ministrenle a su necesidad, y ahí sí, hábleles del reino. Jesus shares this very well in Luke 10, and he says, first go to somebody's house, share with them, dine with them, spend time with them, talk to them, find out about their needs, supply their need, and then share with them the gospel. La mayoría nosotros lo hacemos al revés. And most of us do it backwards. Acepta Jesús. Except si no, Jesus. No, no comparto contigo. Except Jesus or I'm not going to that party with you. I won't come over your house. Entonces el primer proceso es para que nazca. Es ese. Ese es el primer proceso. So that first process is, is for that, with that objective. Pero ya luego que nace la persona en el Espíritu, spirit, empieza otro proceso. Les dije, como una matita. Again, like I had mentioned before, it's ¿Qué like pasa a plant. Cuando, cuando tú ya plantas y la matita empieza a, a, a salir? So what happens when you plant a seed and that plant begins to sprout? Tienes que echarle agua. Well, now you need to water the plant. ¿Cierto? Tienes right? que eh, fertilizarla. You need to fertilize it. Eh, tienes que acercarla al sol. You need to put it in the sun. Todo eso lo he aprendido con mi esposa en estos días. All of that I've learned it with my wife in these last couple of days. Porque hay matitas que se han ido secando, pero las mueve, las pone más al sol y salen. There are plants that you begin to see that they're like drying up, dying, and then she moves them, then they're, you know, reflourish. Entonces es lo mismo con una persona que ha nacido de nuevo. So it's the same thing with a person that's been born again. Hay que quitar las piedras que están en el corazón. You have to remove the gravel, the stones that are in their heart. ¿Cómo? 
How? Perdonando a todos aquellos que han endurecido nuestro corazón. By forgiving all of those who have hardened our heart. Y resolviendo esas situaciones que lo han endurecido. By resolving those circumstances that have hardened our heart. Les decía, cambiándonos para acercarnos más a la luz del sol, como una matita. Like I said, changing ourselves to get closer to the sun as a plant would do. Dios dice, acérquense a mí, o sea, buscar más a Dios. Like the Lord says, get near me, draw near me. También hay que limpiarlos de los gusanitos y las cositas que se empiezan a comer las hojitas y la matica, ¿cierto que sí? We also have to cleanse them of all of the worms and little animals and bugs that come in pesticides. Esos gusanitos que se comen las cosas. Muchas veces es que tenemos que tener cuidado y evitar un poco esos amigos que son tóxicos y quieren eh, matar todo lo que recibimos, todo lo que Dios nos dice, eh, las buenas cosas, nos hablan mal todo el tiempo de la gente o critican todo, son negativos. A veces tenemos que, como los gusanitos de las maticas, quitarlos porque nos dañan. To get rid of those worms and those, ant and those little bugs basically that eat away our plant and that would refer to the friends that we have in our life that Try and take away the word from our life. They try and take away what we believe. Try and take away the, the righteousness that we want to live our life with. And sometimes we need to remove them just as we would remove those worms from that plant in order to be able to take care of it so that it would grow strong. Yeah, dos minutos. Manténgase despierto dos minutos que ya vamos a terminar. Two more minutes. We're almost done. Eh, dijeron por acá, hay que regar con agua esa plantita. Someone said here, we have to pour water on it. ¿Qué es el agua? Lo que escuchas, lo que no. ves. What is water? Water is what you hear, what you see. Si la riegas con ácido, la quemas. Because if you pour acid or chlorine on it, you're going to burn it. ¿Cierto que sí? Right? Tienes que tener cuidado con que estás regando la semilla que está en tu corazón o la que, está en el cor la que has sembrado en el corazón de otro. So you have to be mindful of what's been pouring in your, into your heart or what you're pouring into somebody else's, what you're sharing with them. Y fertilizar esa semilla and to fertilize that seed es asegurarnos de que comemos algo más que lo básico. It's to basically reassure that we're eating something more than the basic. Yo recuerdo, a mí me encantaban, yo era miembro del círculo de lectores y era, gastaba plata en eso porque me encantaba leer novelas, libros de historia, novelas de suspenso. I remember all of this because I, I used to love to read. I was a part of the circle of readers what you would call, and, I, and I'd really like spend money on that because I loved to read. I loved picking books of history and finding out about things, and I just loved to read. Leía mucho. I just read a lot. Pero la mayoría de eso no me edificaba. But most of what I read wouldn't edify me. Me entretenía. It would entertain me, but it didn't edify me. Y me pasó algo. So something happened to me. El Espíritu de Dios cambió el deseo de lo que leía. That the Holy Spirit within me changed the desire of the content that I was reading. Y hace por ahí 20 años que todo lo que leo es diferente porque todo lo que leo edifica esa semilla que estaba ahí. Now it's like from about 20 years up until now the desire has been to read things that edify because there's a seed there there's a plant that um, sí, sí, se, se puede ver el mismo proceso en una plantita que lo que pasa con, con nosotros. So can you see that process of what we're referring to with the plant as a process that would happen with us? O con alguien a quien nosotros estemos dándole vida nueva. Or with someone that we're giving life to. Entonces, ya para concluir, And so to close up, Jesús dijo en Juan 8, capítulo, 30, eh, capítulo 8, versos 30 al 32, dijo, si ustedes, a los 31 y 32, perdón, 31 y 32, ¿qué sigue? 31. Si ustedes son verdaderamente mis discípulos, ¿qué van a hacer? Se van a mantener fieles a mí o a mis enseñanzas más bien. Fieles a mis enseñanzas. Y entonces conocerán la verdad y la verdad los hará. So Jesus said to the people, and we're going to be reading from John uh, chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. It says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, 
You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Entonces una parte del proceso es rendirnos y reconocer que necesitamos un nuevo nacimiento, una nueva vida. And so one part of the process is to surrender and know that we need something new and have that seed planted in us. Es decir, yo no estoy dando ese, ese, ese fruto, yo no, sino ese fruto no se está produciendo en mí. It's saying that fruit that we're talking about, that joy, that peace, patience, kindness, love, gentleness, not being produced within me. Yo no necesito. And I need that. No solo necesito que se me arregle el matrimonio, las finanzas o la salud. I don't only need my marriage to get better, my health to get better, or my finances to be fixed. Yo necesito ese fruto. Rather, I need the fruit of the Spirit within me. Y solo hay una manera de que nazca. And there's only one way for it to be born. Es reconociendo que no hemos creído en el Señor. And it's by recognizing that we haven't trusted God. No hemos confiado en Él. That we haven't trusted in Him. No hemos vivido como Él nos dice. That we haven't lived according to how He says. Arrepentirnos de ese pecado y recibirlo a Él como el Señor de nuestra vida. And so we repent of that sin and we receive Him as the Lord of our lives. Y ahí nace esa semilla, nace ese Espíritu. And that's where that Spirit is born. Y la segunda parte del proceso so then the second part of that process es lo que acaba de decir Jesús. Es lo que acaba de decir Jesús. Empezar a caminar en sus enseñanzas. Porque en la medida que nosotros decimos, ok, Señor, yo dije que tú ibas a ser mi Señor, yo te voy a creer. Because in the manner that we begin to walk and say, Lord, okay, I make you Lord of my life and I begin to walk in that. Te voy a creer. I'm going to believe you. Voy a hacerlo como tú dices. I'm going to do it the way that you say. Ayúdame en mi corazón. Help me in my heart. Cambia mi corazón. Change my desires. Te voy a obedecer. I'm going to obey you. En la medida que lo haces. And so in the manner that you do it. En la medida que permaneces en sus enseñanzas. In the manner that you remain in his teachings. Conoces la verdad. Then you know the truth. La experimentas. And you experience the truth. Y te hace libre. And so the truth sets you free. Yo nací de nuevo el 8 de abril del 98. I was born again the 8th of April of 1998. Y la persona que me condujo a ese nuevo nacimiento, Andrés Bonchen, el pastor. And the person that brought me to that new birth, Pastor Andrés Bonchen. Me acompañó por los 15 meses siguientes. Was with me for the following 15 months. En que yo no quería hacer lo que Jesús decía. In which I did not want to do what Jesus said. Porque no veía resultados. Because I wouldn't see the results right away. Entre más hacía lo que Jesús decía. The more that I did what Jesus asked of me. Por ejemplo, mi esposa más se alejaba de mí. For example, my wife, the more she would draw away from me. Sí, porque ella me decía, oye, por lo menos usted antes era divertido, ahora se volvió aburridorcísimo. Because she would tell me, at least before you were fun, but now you're just, now you're just rude and annoying. Porque se acuerdan que les dije que me volví muy religioso y le criticaba a todo el mundo todo lo que hacía. Because remember I, I told you I became very religious and so I just criticized everything that people would do. La primera que criticaba era ella. And the first one that I would, I would criticize was her. Pero sin embargo él me dijo, me ayudaba, sigue creyendo, sigue creyendo, pon en práctica lo que Jesús dice, pon en práctica lo que Jesús dice. Nonetheless he would help me and he would encourage me, keep putting it into practice, read the Bible, put it into practice. No critiques a tu esposo. Don't criticize your wife. No juzgues a tu esposo. Don't judge your wife. Pero tampoco creas lo que ves con tus ojos. But also don't believe what you're seeing with your eyes. Y un poco más de un año después. And a little bit over a year later. De repente ella. Suddenly my wife changed. Cambió. Entregó su vida al Señor y nació de nuevo. She changed and she surrendered her life to Christ. Y de repente fue como ver todo eso 
que el Señor decía, wow, pasó. And suddenly it was like everything that God said had happened and had come to pass. Y así ha sido con cada proceso en nuestras vidas y seguimos en procesos so that cada vez diferentes. To believe for something else and then that's how I've seen it in every area of our lives. Being able to see God fulfill his promise. Y continuamos en proceso. So we continue in different process. Siempre habrá algo más. There's always going to be something else. Pero ahora hemos aprendido algo. But now we've learned something. Por experimentar la verdad. Is that through experiencing truth. O sea que lo que Jesús dice es cierto. Meaning that what Jesus says is true. Hemos encontrado libertad en muchas áreas. Then we've been able to find freedom in many areas of our life. Y entonces cada vez se hace más fácil confiar en lo que dice. And so every time it becomes easier to trust and walk in what he says. Pero empieza por un primer paso. But it starts off with an initial step. Rendirnos. To surrender. No quiero más esta vida. To I don't want this life anymore. No quiero más este fruto. I don't want this fruit anymore. Quiero este otro fruto. I want this other fruit of the Spirit. Hay veces que a uno le va bien en la vida, ¿o no? Because there's times where we could be successful in life, right? Pero no tiene gozo, no tiene paz. We don't have joy, we don't have peace. Paciencia. We don't have patience. No es amable, no es bondadoso. We're not kind, we're not humble. Pero le va bien. But you're doing well financially. No necesariamente que nos vaya bien quiere decir que tenemos vida espiritual. And so doing well financially is not really equivalent to having spiritual life. Pero qué bueno cuando podemos tener esa vida bondad. How great it is when we're able to have that abundant life. Para eso vino Jesús. Pónganse de pie, That's por favor. That's what Jesus came for. If you could please stand. Para eso Jesús nació. That's what Jesus came. Para eso se hizo. That's why he became man. Para eso se hizo. El hijo de Dios se hizo hijo del hombre. That's why the Son of God became the Son of Man. Para que el hijo de, para que los hijos de los hombres los pudiéramos convertir en hijos de Dios. So that the son of man could become the son of God. Y empieza por algo que suena absurdo, a veces es increíble, pero es verdad. By something that's absurd that seems so hard to believe, but it's true. Él murió para recuperar la vida del espíritu para nosotros. He died so that we could receive the life and to gain back the life of the spirit in us. Lo único que tenemos que hacer so the only thing that we have to do es renunciar a no quiero más esta vida, quiero la tuya. We have to surrender to Lord, I don't want this life anymore. I want your life. Y tú dirás, bueno, yo ya hice eso. And you can say, well, I've already done that. Y hay evidencia de que he nacido de nuevo. There is already evidence in my life that I've been born again. Pero ahí debe haber algo más. But there has to be something more. Quiero algo más. I want something more. O lo quiero en todas las áreas de mi vida. Or I want it in all the areas of my life. Quiero que dentro mío se produzca ese fruto espiritual. I want something within me to be produced in order to change who I am and have that fruit of the Spirit. Yo necesito de ti. I need of you, Lord. Para eso está el Señor. That's what God is there for. Él es el único que nos puede dar. He is the only one that can give us that. Y luego cada uno de nosotros con esa vida abundante. And then that means that each one of us then with that abundant life. Vamos a afectar cada lugar donde estemos empezando por nuestra propia casa. We're going to be able to affect every area of our lives and atmospheres where we are starting off. Our Así sea que vayamos a un país lejano, al último rincón de la tierra, ahí ese fruto va a producir más fruto. Even if we have to move to, you know, somewhere else in the corner of the world, there we will bear fruit and make change. 
El fruto es para alimentar a otros. Because the fruit is in order to feed somebody else. Entonces, si tú tienes amor, so if you have love, muchos van a comer de ese amor. Then que tú many are going to eat of that love that Si you tú have. tienes humildad, if you have humbleness, o paciencia, gentleness, amabilidad, or patience and kindness, muchos van a comer de ese fruto. Many are going to eat of that fruit. Para que puedan nacer de nuevo. So that they can be born again. Pero no es simplemente cualidades humanas. It's not simply human traits. Es el fruto del Espíritu de Dios en cada uno de nosotros. Oramos para que esta enseñanza llegue muy profundo en tu corazón y produzca fruto. Fruto que permanezca, fruto abundante. Te invitamos a seguirnos en nuestras redes sociales, en Instagram y en Facebook, Nuevo Amanecer Teo. En nuestro canal de YouTube, Nuevo Amanecer Toronto. Y también en nuestra página web, nuevoamanecer.ca. Bendiciones para todos.